0: preacher in the world, and uh, I praise the Lord for that, and and we want to pray for him as he travels back here, and uh, I pray that God will give him journeying mercy, and he come back revived to do the work that God has called him to do, and that, that's a, a joy and a privilege. Uh, anyway, let's turn in our Bibles to the book of Philemon, uh, Philemon, the uh, only one chapter, so the turn to Philemon, and I'm going to start with verse 22. 20, uh, I want to read 22, 23, and 24, the last part of the book. Uh, and if you read the book of Philemon, you'll see a number of Bible characters. And, you know, I like to preach on Bible characters and different, uh, different people in the Bible. Uh, and we see some different characters and how God uses different men in different ways to serve the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, this I want to say this. God wants to use every, get that, every. How many? Every born-again Bible-believing Christian should have a ministry for the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you're in the center of God's will, carrying out the ministry God has given you, you're going to get as much reward as any preacher or any, anybody in the, in the world because you are faithful in being where you should be, serving the Lord Jesus Christ. And we see some people mentioned here in the Word of God and how they serve the Lord Jesus Christ. And it says, But wherewithal prepare me also a uh, lodging, for I trust that through your prayers I shall be given unto you. Paul was planning on coming uh, to visit there. And of course, uh, there was a, uh, a church in, in Philemon's home and uh, uh, Paul was going to be there. And we uh, see here in verse 23, uh, there salute thee Ephratus, my fellow uh, prisoner in Christ Jesus, Marcus Aristarchus, uh, Demas Lucas, my fellow laborers, the, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Amen. Oh, Father, add thy blessing on the reading of the word of God and the preaching of the word of God tonight. Hide thy servant behind the cross. Father, key, uh, as we hear the word of God, may we drive it home to our lives. May we search our own hearts. And may all of us ask you where we are in your service and in your will. And Lord, we'll thank and praise you for it will be accomplished in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I'm not going to take these men in order, but as we look here, uh, we see some of these men uh, mentioned. He saluted Apaphratus, I guess that's the way it's pronounced. He was a fellow prisoner of of, of Paul's, I guess they were cellmates, so was, but here he was a man of God that was in the yeah, helping Paul with a ministry that God had given him. Now let's look at this man and see the ministry that God gave. And we see in this verse, he was a fellow prisoner. Now, if you go back to Colossians, the first chapter, uh, Colossians the first chapter, we see him mentioned again in Colossians the first chapter, and mentioned the ministry that uh, you had given him. Uh, well, let me turn back to Colossians and in chapter one. And uh, uh, we look in the seventh verse, in the seventh verse, uh, the Bible tells us in this verse about this man. And in one verse seven, uh, the Bible says here, uh, also uh, learned of Ephratus, our dear fellow servant. He was a servant. He was willing to do what God wanted him to do. Who was for you a faithful minister of Christ who also declared unto us your love in the spirit. He was the man that shared the good news. He was the man that every time we see him in the Bible, he's serving the Lord Jesus Christ. He was the servant he should be. And isn't it wonderful that we can be servants of the Lord Jesus Christ and be where he wants us to be, serving the Lord Jesus Christ through the ministry of a local church. Now, you go to church, you say, I'm not important. You are important. Do you know that you are just as important in your place at uh, Open Door Bible Baptist Church? I got it right, didn't I? Huh? You know, there's two, ch- there's two churches where I get messed up on the name. Those that are Open Door and Open This and Open That, Bible Church. And another one is Gospel Light or Lighthouse Baptist. There's a million of them. I preach in two churches with the same name in the same day. And you you can get a little confused when you're old and feeble-minded, you know. Uh, But seriously, uh, this church has a ministry in this city, reaching people for the Lord Jesus Christ and doing what God would have. And I can remember, I'm going to be remembering. When when an old man starts remembering, you've got to watch it. Uh, But I can remember years ago, years ago, the Brother Montoro, he and and Julia stopped by my church. I was pastoring in Avenel, And they stopped by. Pete was about the size of uh, of uh, Jason that's your youngest brother, right? He was about that age. I think uh, uh, Julia was expecting Sarah and they were living in a, in a a motor home and they parked out in front of our house. We ran wires out and hose out and be warmed and filled God bless you and went on that was and, and i've seen the, i've seen this church grow and go and and, and I've seen not only that. I love where I am in life. I wish I could stay here all forever. But I've watched young preachers mature into godly leaders, and your pastor's one of them. Uh, 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 my, uh, one of my dear friends is Dr. Clarence Sexton. He's uh, president of Crown College. And I told Nancy, when I die, maybe have uh, Clarence come up and preach my funeral. You know what she told me? She said, I want either Pete Montour or Tim Flynn to preach your funeral. You know, I'm not planning on it for a while. Now, don't, don't get your hopes up. You know, I'm, I'm around here for a while. But that's what my family thinks of this, this your pastor. And you kids go sit, open your mouths and say what I said. I'll cut your tongues out. How's that? But seriously, you don't realize what you have. Okay, let's get on. But this man is a fellow servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it says, uh, he's a, a, dear, a dear fellow servant who is for you a faithful minister. He was a preacher of of Christ, who also declared unto us your love in the spirit. Amen. It shared the word of God. Go to the fourth chapter, the same uh, the book of Colossians, the fourth chapter. And let's go to the 12th verse. And the fourth chapter, in verse 12, we see him again. And it says, here we are again. That name is something else, isn't it? Uh, These names get to me sometimes. Apophratus, Who is one of you, a servant of Christ, salutes you always. You see this. What's he always doing? He's always laboring. Always uh, laboring fervently for you in prayer that ye may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. For I bear him record that he hath great zeal for you and them that are at Laodicea and them. And it mentions the towns there. This is the kind of guy he is. We don't see a lot of bottom in the Bible, the few, these few verses, and this is about it. Uh, but this is the kind of man that we need to uh, be like. Here was a man, he was, had a distinguished ministry and gift. He was shut up in prison with Paul. Uh, he uh, was still uh, a believer. He served the Lord Jesus Christ. He uh, tried to do what he could do to be a blessing to Paul in his ministry. Now, I want to tell you something. Churches have a past, I think of a church like a ship. I did a number of years in the Navy, there's a captain of a ship, but the captain isn't going to get too far if he doesn't have bosun mates, quartermasters, gunners mates, machinists mates, engine men, and the various different rates to help run that ship. Amen. Same thing with the church. as a pastor. I was with two preachers today. We were having lunch and we were talking about the ministry. One of the things that's happened, and why the things are different today, there are a lot. You've got a great church here, but a lot of churches aren't doing the job. You know why? It's all built upon the pastor rather than the people. You have a church where you have a group of people serving the Lord Jesus Christ. Just keep doing what you're doing. Amen. Just keep, keep at it. Praise the Lord. All right. There was a man of God. Now, let's go on in this verse here. We see another guy mentioned, and I'm not going to take these guys in order. Uh, but we look on, and it says here uh, uh, we see him. I'm going to talk about Mark in a little bit. but The next man I want to talk about is a fellow by the name of Demas. Demas, we see some things about this guy, Demas. Uh, first of all, uh, in Colossians, the fourth chapter, in the 14th verse, uh, we see him, uh, I mentioned again, the fourth chapter in verse 14. Luke, the beloved physician, and Demas greet you. Here he was with Luke, uh, He was, uh, and they greeted him. He was a man that was serving the Lord Jesus Christ. He was a servant of God. He was doing what God wanted him to do. And, and we see him in a number of places serving the Lord Jesus Christ. But uh, uh, we see some other things about this man. Uh, uh, we turn, if you would, to the book of uh, Second Timothy, the fourth chapter. We see him again in Second Timothy, the fourth chapter. And in this portion of the word of God, uh, we see uh, the fourth chapter, the tenth verse. And it says, For Demas... Uh, uh, for Demas has forsaken me, having loved this present world, and departed into Thessalonica. Uh, and, then it goes on to talk about him. He was a man that one time served the Lord Jesus Christ. He was once a faithful servant. If you go to Galatians, the fifth chapter, in the seventh verse, uh, we see him mentioned here. And, uh, well, not, he's not mentioned here, but it said, ye did run well. Who did hinder you that you should not obey the truth? He got away from serving the Lord Jesus Christ. He started doing things his way and not doing what God would have him to do. And he went in a different direction instead of serving the Lord Jesus Christ as God wanted him to do. We need to stay faithful to the Lord. You know, if you, this church over the years, we see people come. And every once in a while, you see people go. I think we have a responsibility to try to restore them. Galatians 6.1 says, If a brother be overtaken with a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. We need to uh, restore them to fellowship uh, of the Lord Jesus Christ and bring them back into fellowship that they can serve the Lord the way they once did. Uh, and and uh, we see he departed from his place of service serving the Lord Jesus Christ. He was once true to the word of God, He was once true to the Lord Jesus Christ. He was once true to his fellow laborers, uh, but he forsook fall. The present world was more important. He loved the world more than the service of the Savior. He wanted to have his way instead of God's way. He was not fully committed to the Lord Jesus Christ. And When people think about the word a man, Demas, when they talk about him, what do they say? A man who was a failure. We need to say true to the Lord Jesus Christ. And it breaks my heart when I see a man leave the ministry God's given him uh, uh, to do something else. The greatest work in the world is serving the Lord Jesus Christ and doing what God had happened to do in the service of the Savior. Amen? So we've seen two men. We've seen two men. We've seen one man that was a faithful servant, all his life served the Lord Jesus Christ. And then the next thing we see, another man who at one time served the Lord Jesus Christ and then forsook him and went another direction. And uh, we see the third man, the next man we look at, his name is Aristotachos. I guess that's the way it's pronounced. Uh, if it's not the way it's pronounced, the way I pronounce it, anyway. Uh, we see this man, a man of God. Uh, we see him found in the book. We see him found in the, well, in, in Second Timothy, uh, the fourth chapter, in the tenth verse. We see him mentioned there. Second Timothy, the fourth chapter. Uh, I believe he's mentioned here uh, uh, in this verse. No, he's not mentioned in this verse of scripture. But we, we look at him and we find him found in uh, the book of Acts, the nineteenth chapter. And in the 19th chapter, we see a man serving the Lord Jesus Christ. The, uh, the book of Acts, the 19th chapter, and uh, the 29th verse. And in this ch- chapter of the Word of God, uh, the this, uh, 29th verse of this 19th chapter, uh, the Bible says, And the whole city was filled with confusion, and having caught Gaius. And here we see this man was caught up, and the men of Macedonia, Paul's companions in travel, they rushed in with one accord unto the theater He was willing to be persecuted and hurt and even taken away by people for the cause of Christ. For the cause of Christ. We're not willing to do that, are we? Uh, You you think about it. Uh, One thing I like about this church, you do open-air evangelism. You go out in the open air and preach the gospel. This is a great city for that. Amen? Telling people about Jesus and and using the paint board and and going out there where people are. Uh, uh, You know, the other day, the other day, I was with a preacher uh, yesterday. Uh, that was Wednesday, I guess it was, all, all day yesterday. But I was, I was with this preacher I was visiting, and he was telling me his church had ordered uh, uh, some kind of card they were leaving on every door. And he said, we passed out 1,500 cards, and we did not get one response. And I said, just because you didn't get a response doesn't mean those cards did not do any, uh, did some good. I mean, people might have read the card, might have read the, uh, the verses, might have read the tract. You don't know what results that card had. And he was a little disappointed in it. And I'm trying to figure out what preacher was. I turned about, talked about three or four preachers on yesterday. But last night I was in church. Uh, I was up in Peekskill, New York, uh, at Annsville Baptist Church. By the way, pray for that church. They're going to call a man Sunday to be their pastor. And I've been helping them between, pa- between pastors. But anyway, I'm in church and this family comes in. And I, I been not being there that much. I don't know if they'd been there before or not. And we introduced ourselves, and we got to talking. And, and someone said, I, I either said it or someone said, "Well, how did you hear about the church?" And they said, "This. Somebody left a card on our door, and it's been laying around the house for oh two or three two or three months." Hmm. What does that tell you? Huh? I get a little fed up with these preachers, people, and I get on preachers especially, and they're jumping up and down and door to door doesn't pay, door to door still pays. Door to door is the Bible way. Uh, We're not going to win people with a computer. God fills men and women and boys and uh, girls with the Holy Spirit of God, not computers. Now, I'm not against the computer. I think computers good after you've been out knocking on doors and you come in with some prospects, put them in your prospect list and it's easy, just easy to put them in a computer is in a Rolodex. Of course, I'm still an old Rolodex preacher, but I'm an old man. Uh, but, you know, you know what I'm saying? We better get back to doing what we used to. I had lunch today with two preachers and both of them asked me, what's the difference today that was when you started the ministry? There's a lot of difference. There's a lot of difference. Now, your church is the kind of church that we had in the 20th century. That was the last century, you know, the the last century. Your church is the, and you're doing it the old-fashioned way. You're knocking on doors. You're holding street meetings. You're doing what the Bible says, even though you use a computer, right, Pete? We use a computer, though. It's got its place. But When you're going out knocking on doors, you know what you need is a Bible. I was at one church. And and I I took a church one time, and they had these notebooks, like a notebook, and they had the verses, and you went in, you knocked on the door, and you get in the house, and you open the notebook, and you opened it up, and it gave Romans uh, uh, 3.23, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, and you flip it down, and it had Romans uh, uh, 6.23, for for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. I better get my scripture straight, huh? Uh, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, Or the wage of sin is death, and the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. I got it right, finally. I'm an old man. What are you going to do? But anyway, and I thought to myself, you know what I like to do when I go visiting? I like to have a Bible, the Word of God. Good old King James Bible. I like to open that Bible, and the Bible says, you, you want to get into a habit? Get into a habit of carrying the proper equipment. I don't know about you, but I get up in the morning, and I usually leave something upstairs so I have to run up and get it again. But there are certain things you've got to carry with you. You've got to put your wallet in your pocket. Amen? And then your car keys, you need them, right? Then your cell phone, you throw that in your pocket. Make sure they're off now. Because uh, Thursday nights you can get a phone call. You've got your cell phone, but make sure you have your Bible. You always carry your Bible. Um, I've got all kinds of Bibles for different occasions. This is not my usual Bible. I got in my car today, and my regular Bible was at home, so I had to, this one was in my car. but always carry a Bible you know if you, if you're going uh deer hunting you need got to carry a rifle if you're going fishing you 've got to carry a hook well we're fishing for men aren't we let's carry the equipment, but use the word of God amen i don't know how I got on that, but I think it's a good subject anyway, so we see this man was a man used of God and uh, uh, how he, he was willing to suffer for Jesus. The 20th chapter, the 4th verse, he's mentioned again. Uh, uh, and there accompanied him into Asia, Sparta, of, of Berea, and of the Thessalonians. Uh, and then we see him mentioned again. And it talks about him. He's always serving the Lord Jesus Christ, a man of God serving the Lord Jesus Christ. We, we see him found again in Acts the 27th chapter and the 27th chapter of the book of Acts and the second verse uh, we see him mentioned again. Uh, when, it, when they were entering the ship uh, and we see they launched, uh, meaning to sail uh, by the coast of Asia and he was there uh, and he was a Macedonian of Thessalonica uh, being with us. He was traveling with the Apostle Paul to help him with his ministry. Hey, I want to tell you something that I've seen and I, I want you to pray about. I think when we talk about church planting, I think we need to plant churches with more than just one guy starting the church. I think we need to play, I think we need to work with teams. Did Paul go start a church alone? Hmm? No, he always had two people with him. And I think we, we need to pray. But I was talking to a college president and I said, we need to train men to be associate pastors. Their whole lives, and I think we need to we, we need to work together to build teams to win and do a job. You have a good team here and a good team spirit here in serving the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. How many times have you seen a baseball team that doesn't have any real superstars and they end up winning the World Series because they're all working together? Amen. So, get thank you with me here on this. Amen. All right, so we see this fellow. Now, the next man we want to look at, and we see him in that portion of Scripture, is a man by the name of John Mark. We find him in Philemon, uh, the 24th verse. Uh, if you look at Acts, I mean, we need not turn to it, but Acts, the 12th chapter, the 12th verse, we see that he had a godly mother. Being a good mother is very, very important in raising, uh, in, in raising Christians. Uh, and we need, to, we need to keep that in mind. And he had a godly mother. Uh, that's kind of a person he was. Now, he was a helper of Paul and Barnabas. If you go to the book of Acts, the 12th chapter, go back to the 12th chapter of the book of Acts, and the 25th verse, uh, we see some things in this 12th chapter and the 25th verse. And in verse 12 and verse... uh, uh, Twenty-five. We can read all of these, and we see that Paul's ministry and Barnabas and Saul returned from Jerusalem when they had fulfilled their ministry, and took with them John, whose surname was Mark. And that was the ministry. He was he was one that went with Barnabas and Paul, and was a blessing. The thirteenth chapter, the fifth verse. We see uh, that God had called out. Uh, uh, now, that well, let me read out with the first uh, verse. Now, there was in the church. Uh, that was an Antioch, a certain prophet, whose teacher as Barnabas and, and uh, Simeon, uh, uh, Simon, uh, that was called Niger and Lucius and Cyrene and man uh, which had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch and Saul. And they ministered uh, to the Lord and fasted. And the Holy Ghost said, separate me Barnabas and Saul For whereinto I have called them. You notice that Barnabas and Saul, Barnabas was the leader at first. He was mentoring Paul. And they uh, had fasted and prayed and they laid their hands on them. So they sent them away. So they being sent forth by the Holy Ghost, departed unto Selushia and from thence sailed to Cyprus. Now forget verse five. And they were at Salamis and preached the word of God in the synagogue of the Jews, and they had also John, their minister. John was there to minister to their needs, to help them and what they needed to do. He was there as a minister, and he did a good job. He was a great job in helping them. But let's jump down to the 13th verse. Now, here's, here's Barnabas. And Paul, or Saul called then, but Barnabas and Paul, they were ministering. They had John Mark to help them in the ministry. And in the 13th uh, uh, verse of this chapter, we see something happen. The 13th chapter, uh, in the 13th verse, we see. And now Paul and his company, loose from uh, Paphos, uh, they came to Perga and Philemia, and John departed from them, returning to Jerusalem had a good mother he had a return to mommy he bailed out he quit in the ministry, uh, the end of the ministry in the middle of the ministry uh, ministry and he quit uh, he quit he bailed out now that was one thing he bailed out now we look uh, as we go on and uh, as we go on we look at uh, uh, the 15th chapter the 38th verse look at acts the 15th chapter. And, the, and, and this 15th chapter and verse 38, uh, the Bible says in this 38th verse. Now, uh, well, let me start with verse 36. Some days after, Paul said unto Barnabas, let us go again and visit the brethren in every city where we have preached the word of the Lord and see how they do. And Barnabas determined to take with them John, whose surname was Mark. Okay, we're getting ready to go out again. And Uncle Barnabas, remember, he's uh, John Mark's uncle, and he says, I think we ought to take John Mark with us. And we see as we go on in these verses of Scripture, as we go on, we see that Paul, uh, and Paul thought it not good uh, to take him with them who departed from them at Pamphylia and went not with them to the work. And the contention was show sharp between them, that they departed sun, one from the other. And so Barnabas took Mark and sailed to Cyprus, unto Cyprus. Paul chose Silas and departed, being recommended by the brethren unto the grace of God. And he went through Syria, Syria confirming the churches. Now, here we have two men who were friends, and they, they split up over what John Mark did. Now, let me say this. I'm going to give you my take on it. My take on I believe God wanted to go in two different directions. They wanted to go together. And I think that's one th- reason it came about. I think uh, Barnabas and Paul had come to the place where Barnabas had trained Paul as his mentor. And it was time Paul went on his own and Barnabas went on his own. That's what I think. But th- that wasn't the end of the story. We see John Mark mentioned later on in, in, the, in the ministry and some of the things Uh, He he, uh, departed from service, uh, but he repented. He got it right. And uh, and he came back and he was profitable to the Apostle Paul. Uh, uh, The fourth chapter of Colossians. Let's go back there again. The fourth chapter of Colossians. And uh, the 10th verse, uh, it talked about uh, Barnabas. uh, uh, Not here. Barnabas uh, uh, mentioned some of the people. And it says... And uh, I mentioned fellows and salute you, uh, Marcus, sister to Barnabas, touching whom received the commandment. If he come, receive him. He said to receive him because he made things right with God. He got things right with the apostle Paul. He did what God wanted him to do. He became a profitable service uh, in serving the Lord Jesus Christ. And another place in the word of God, he said he was profitable unto me. Here's a guy who departed and came back. Praise the Lord. Amen. Isn't that good? i like to see that. And then, uh, uh, so we see John Mark, a man of God, used of God. Stepped away for a little bit, but he was young, got it right, served the Lord Jesus Christ. The last one we see in this portion of scripture was Luke. Luke, the beloved physician, was used of God. And it says, uh, uh, Marcus, and and we mentioned this, and, and it said, Lucas, my fellow laborers. And we see a lot about Luke, a fellow laborer of the Apostle Paul serving the Lord Jesus Christ, a man that loved God, loved his partner in in the ministry, the Apostle Paul, and served the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, we see different people, different problems, different difficulties, but if we take our problems to the Lord and handle them in a biblical way, our problems will be solved. You know what the problem with most Christians are? We're not willing to solve it the Bible way. You know, do it my way. Well, my way is not the way to do it. It's God's way. If a brother be overtaken with a fault, you which are spiritual, restore such one. Restore so much in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Galatians six 1. If a brother uh, if a brother uh, trespasses, just throw him out in the street and forget him. That's not what the Bible says. And I think we need to love one another and help people to be what they ought to be. And I think we as Christians, when we, we, uh, we get away from what we should be, should go to God and say, God, forgive me, I'm sorry. And maybe sometimes we need to go see a brother and say, you know what, I might have been a little sharp. I might have been a little tough. And sometimes we, we can be a little tough and a little crude when we deal with people. We need to have a love. I think fundamental Bible, believing Christians like us, need to have a love one for another, amen? What would one of the marks of the early church that they loved one another. And sometimes we have to love the unlovable. Amen? And be a blessing and be an encouragement serving the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Our Father, we look at these men here and we see how you have used them all in serving you. And Father, we see how Demas, we see nothing of coming back. We see uh, John Mark who came back. Uh, We see these that are faithful servants and faithful ministers, like Paul and Aristarchus. Just help us to be what we ought to be, serving the Lord Jesus Christ. There may be someone here today that's away from you. May they come to the altar and get it right. There may be some here who need your prayers and encouragement. Help them, our Heavenly Father. Father, we'll praise you for what will be accomplished in helping us to be what we ought to be, helping Brother Montoro to build, see, help to be used of you to build a strong Bible-believing church here. the story of Queens. Bless now, be an encouragement one to another, and we'll thank you for it in Jesus' name. Let's stand together and let's sing a hymn. By the way, you know what you need to do? I'll tell you what I want you to think about. You pray about it, and I don't mean Sunday. I don't want you all to go to Sunday, but think about how you can be a blessing to your pastor and an encouragement. If a message touches your heart, tell him, you know, just say, you know, that uh, touch on you know I've seen messages that I thought were the, the best messages ever preached and they, they fell flat flat, and I preached some messages that I thought were a disaster and someone came up after and said, you know preacher you really got that message really spoke to me the word of God spoke to me but be an encouragement to your preacher you know he, he wouldn't say it but I will you know I'm an old rough guy and you, but let him know you appreciate him you have a great preacher and a great church and, and, and love the Lord and serve the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. Brothers, what number are we saying? If God's spoken to your heart, you need to come to the altar. Come. What? 489. I'm getting a little harder And 489. And if God's spoken to your heart, slip to the altar. Amen.